Welcome, adventurers and knowledge seekers. We are your guides, Goose and Ash. Hello. Take a map and a torch, but whatever you do, please do not feed the gelatinous cube as we enter the, the Crypt, Crypt of, of Knowledge. knowledge. everyone and welcome back. Today we are going to be talking about or continuing our series about some of our favorite VTTs or virtual tabletops. So really quick Goose just to catch everyone up what is a VTT and why would you use one? Yes we kind of talked about this the last tabletops we talked about but uh, they're just a good uh, map resource for one so if you want a visual of what you're doing on the combat field it's good to have a place to lay the map out. You can put tokens and move those around. Um, they have their other functions as well. You can actually uh, roll your dice in some of them virtually. You can put uh, character sheets in there. So they have a lot of uses, but it's it's mainly a visual representation of what you're trying to imagine. And most often used when played online, but not exclusively. A lot of people have adapted um, them to be used when played in person because they're so customizable and, and very, very cool. So we use them online probably the most, but you can use them in person as well. Yeah, it, the in-person use, I think, has grown a lot lately. I've seen so many uh, gaming tables designed mm -hmm. to lay your TV down in the middle yep. to run those virtual tabletops on. Because you know, we discussed before, you know, if you've got a, uh, a the back of your wrapping paper or you've got a <laughs> whiteboard and you're just quick drawing these little things out, that's fine and it works. Mm -hmm. Or not having one at all in the theater of the mind. But if you lay that TV down and then you can put your tokens right on top of the TV and move them around, they make uh, animated virtual tabletop maps now so you can see the birds flying across your screen and all the other cool stuff. So I, I think the, the in-person use is even growing, which is which is fine with me. I like it. I love it. I love to see the ingenuity of people and just really getting into their gameplay. It's awesome. Yeah, anything you can do to immerse yourself and to, to take yourself into that place, uh, I think definitely helps. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Don't need it, but it helps. No, yeah, the further we can get from reality, <laughs> I think I live with one foot in a, in a fantasy land at all times because the further I can get out of reality, <laughs> the better. <laughs> we, we all need that space to clear our heads so mm -hmm. i think it's very useful to have a hobby that allows you to do that some people do video games some people play role-playing games tabletop role-playing games that's where we fall in <laughs> so one of the vtt's we're going to talk about tonight is one more multiverse and it's one we've actually been using uh, most recently in in our recent campaign um and goose you introduced this to us so what did you think when you started using this as a dm well, I found it, I don't even remember exactly how I found it. I want to say Reddit because you can find anything on Reddit. So I'm <laughs> pretty confident it was a Reddit post. But they, they are a different style of virtual tabletop. Still the same function. You can use it for maps. But they're a pixel art virtual tabletop. So if you think back to your Nintendo days, the originals, all those little pixel characters like Mario jumping all over your screen, that's what you're looking at when you're looking at the visuals. So it's a different style, which is cute, but also very fun. Very fun, cute, very retro. Um, it's like we've taken our D&D campaign and put it into a Stardew Valley uh, you know, experience, which I love. It's the perfect uh, mixture for me. And I've really enjoyed using 
OMM as a, as a player. It's been awesome to have a little bit of autonomy um, over our characters as they kind of bounce around the map. It's been so cute and fun to see all the little villages and places come to life. Because um, it's very, 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 I mean, all VTTs are customizable, but this one in particular seems especially uh, user-friendly in terms of making your own maps. Is that accurate? It is. There, you know, it's a free app for, for one. It isn't in closed beta technically, but all you have to do is go to their website at onemoremultiverse.com and you can uh, either play it in browser, which they recommend in the Chrome browser, or you can download the app. It's as simple as going through their tutorial, which kind of shows you the, the way to, to use things and how to move in it. And once you finish that, you, you have to search for a beta key that's hidden. It's not very hidden. You just have to figure out how to use the skills to get to the key, and then it's unlocked. And only the GM or the DM, in, in, the, in the case of D&D, needs to have it unlocked. All the other players can join for free. So it, it's it's got a ton of assets already added to it. So you can build almost anything you could think of. And then it's pixel art. So some people aren't very artistic, but pixel art isn't that hard to actually draw to make something decent. It may not be production quality, but you can get pretty decent things going um, on your own or find them out there. And, and that's one of the draws, I think, to this is, you, you know, it's, it's pixel art. It's not having to have somebody spend $100 to draw your character for you. Right. Which is one of the most fun aspects of this, I think, is the character creation and seeing to getting to see your little character coming to life in 8-bit and oh my gosh, they're just so <laughs> cute. It's so fun. I love it. I love my little character as she's represented in OMM. So fun. Yeah, and they really do have a lot of options in there for you to choose from already. Uh, they have just about all the, the basic races, uh, but then they have an option to mix and match all the body parts from different races to make whatever kind of hodgepodge being you're trying to make. Uh, and then on top of that, you can actually upload your own pixel art that you've created if you just have an off-the-wall character. But we didn't have any problems. You know, your current character is a, a little uh, different from a normal D&D class and race, so uh, you didn't have any problem finding the artwork for them, did you? No, not at all. I play a kitsune, so I'm I'm basically half part human and then part far fox parts. <laughs> Part parts, yeah, those two. <laughs> they do have they. That's a different part of OMM, but they um, <laughs> it was no problem. Like she has ears, she has a tail. It's, it looks exactly like I would want her to look in eight bit. So it's great. Yeah, and and like I said, they are adorable and they're cute, and I think that sometimes can throw people and think, "Ooh, I don't know if I want that art style," but. Bare bones of it is is a virtual tabletop. You know, you can throw in monsters. You can f have the com the combat that you need. There's a initiative tracker, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but it it gives you a little more freedom, I think, than some do. There are others out there that you, you know you can you can move around and do things in. But one of the main draws for us to this was in our current campaign. You guys are expanding a fort. Mm -hmm. Did I say fart too? We got farts on the brain, okay? <laughs> Apparently so. Brain fart. Uh, but a fort, fort that you guys have taken over and you are expanding. So you're building additional buildings and, and making it larger and making it hospitable for all the people that are coming there. So I thought it would be great if we could take the basic map that we found online and we're using 
and then I could convert it to this pixel art to give you a better sense of scale. So you could put the things where they belonged and you could move things and you could say, okay, I want to build a training ground, for instance, like you've done mm -hmm. recently. And we had room and you could say, okay, I want it to go here. And that way you guys know how much can fit inside the walls and when you'll need to expand out. So I thought that was a neat way to show you a, a better spatial view of what was happening in the game. Yeah, and it, it has been, especially because in this campaign, we're not necessarily on a linear track through a world. So we're not starting at point A and then just moving moving forward through the world on a straight path, never going back. This is more like a hub style. And so we're constantly going back to our fort and um, and then also like branching out and exploring the area around it. So because we're working from that central hub, you know, one more multiverse is perfect for that because we're really becoming familiar with our home base as well as the areas around it. And I think it's great for that kind of um, campaign because you're not always having to make new new maps for new places we're going. We're we're revisiting other places that we've been before. Yeah, and the map making is really simple though, and it's it's a neat little um, setup that they have in there where you're you're kind of building. Um, a map or tree link basically kind of thing. So you, you have your, your starting point that you create the map there and then you can create links where the players themselves can walk up to them in game and walking around as simple as doing W A S and D and moving your character around. But then when you get close to a door or a portal, you can actually, as the player click the button that makes you transport to this next area. So you can link rooms uh, or various other worlds together. Uh, so for instance, in the fort that you guys have, uh, there are multiple areas in there. There's a tavern you've built, there's a, a cathedral, there's the place where you guys stay when you're there. So there are all these rooms that you can actually, you'll go to the doors and click and it teleports you into that map. So it gives you a little bit of a, an ability to change things as the DM. So the music is different in everywhere. Uh, the mood lighting can be different. So you can change a lot of things uh, and the players have more agency to move around. Not always a good thing. Mm. <laughs> but they have more agency to kind of move around the maps and explore them and link together like that, which is pretty neat. Yeah, we did have uh, a little too much fun the first time you kind of dropped us into the into the world, especially when we, we dropped us at the fort, and then we kind of like cockroaches like scattered. Like, <laughs> you were like, whoa, 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 whoa wait. And so like... Um, but there's a kind of neat solution to that, uh, which is when you go to a, a new place, you can initiate, was it called cinematic view storytelling? Yeah. View? So there's cinematic view, which pauses things, or you can just, you don't have to turn on cinematic. You can just hit the pause button and it pauses mm. time in the game. So the, the players can't actually move. So we, <laughs> we kind of had to set the rule. Okay. When we go to a different map, we're going to hit the pause. So everyone can listen to me still tell you. I know you can visually see this now, but it's I'm like still going to do my job as a DM, and I'm going to explain what you see around you, and then we'll unpause and you can do your thing. You're like taking preschoolers on a field trip to the zoo. Like, when we get to the zoo, I need everyone to stay with me and listen to the instructions. Yes, hold hands. Don't forget your partner. Go with your buddy at all buddy times. Up, buddy up. So, which is says more about us than it does about you. So, I think that's just the kind of players we are. Of those first couple of episodes where we were just playing with things and figuring out are probably 
two of our best sessions <laughs> ever because we were just laughing they were at everything. So fun. Um, I think one of our favorite things when we first started was in OMM, there's a lot of little effects that you can place on your characters. So you can make them look like their mind is blown or like they're set on fire, they're casting a spell, or there's one that just says, ah. Really <laughs> Internal bad. screaming. Internal <laughs> screaming. Um, and so it's it's just fun. It's just another way to be expressive and to um, really ground yourself into the game. Yeah, the effects are very useful as well. So they have uh, just about every status effect you could think of. You can put an actual visual effect on your character that shows that. So when they're sleeping or, or whatever, it puts a little sleeping mask over their eyes <laughs> so you know they're sleeping. Um, so it, it helps not only just look cute and cool, but it gives you those visual effects so you can just look on the screen and know what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, your, one of your character's favorite things is putting Hunter's Mark on people. Yeah. So, so there's a little targeting reticle, and every time you do, you just slap that on top of the monster you're, you're aiming at, and everybody knows Hunter's Mark is there. So it, it's uh, it's got a lot of those neat little things. Um, same can we go for sound effects. So you can hit a button that swings a sword, and you, you can see yourself swinging, and then you can hit the sound effect button to make the sound, even if you wanted to get that in depth. So uh, it has a large library of sounds already in there. It has some music in there as well. But just as with anything else in OMM, you can actually add your own. So, um, you know, uh, we had a, a Western standoff happen, basically, <laughs> in one of our sessions where our gunslinger met his match against many more gunslingers, um, and we played a spaghetti western theme in the back <laughs> oh it was so good i won't imitate it but uh because we lose followers but that it was just great it was so <laughs> yeah it, it was it fit the moment uh we had one player unfortunately that couldn't log in and the the rest of the players were singing it to him mm -hmm. while while we played just to make sure he got the full effect we didn't want him to happening. miss out i mean it was a moment and we wanted to be part of it it was a moment for sure. So, you know, on top of just the regular virtual tabletop options, you've got some cool little things like that that you can add in. Uh, and you can set the music to play when you enter that map. Um, you can turn music on and off as as you want in the middle. So when they, they started there, it was a tense kind of music. But then when the bad guys showed up, then it, that's when they changed to the, to the Western music. <laughs> I think it, it fit the theme pretty well. I love mu using music. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite things about virtual tabletops is just the ability to integrate music into it because it just – it really does add something to it for me. That just takes me there. It's great and really sets the tone. So I, I always get excited uh, when the battle music starts. <laughs> yeah, it is a, a fantastic tool, like I said, to set the tone. Yeah. Um, you can really let people understand what's happening. So if you've got a – you know, kind of a – uh, suspenseful theme going, you can get you in the mood to be like, okay, what's happening? I've got to keep looking out for things. Or like I said, when the combat starts, you're ready to get pumped. Yeah. Um, the same thing happens with a, a system they have in OMM called Vibes. Mm. So you can simply just change it from night to day to evening, or you can add in special effects like you're in a magic shop or a different plane, or there's a portal around. So they have a wide range, and, and as with everything, it continues to grow. Uh, every month they put out pretty big patches to, to add things and change things. So uh, those vibes um, are very good at, at changing what you're feeling as well. 
I know we've gone day night cycle a lot, but there's a, a magic shop you guys found too that's got like these these wavy lines and <laughs> like this soft like uh, crystal hippie like music in the background <laughs> playing. So you know it all goes together to to create exactly what they call it a vibe. You can definitely feel it. And that saves the DM from having to just describe everything and say a lot of words. Instead, you can just, you know, let them walk into the room and experience it. And I, I think that's good. It takes a little bit of pressure off the DM. It does. And I, we even had this conversation before, like our third session using One More Multiverse. I felt like it was changing the way I DM'd. Oh, like yeah. I even mentioned to you guys, I was yeah. like, I feel like I don't explain things to you enough anymore that I just, it's there in front of you and I expect you to see it. So I had to consciously go back and remember, I, I have this whole screen beside me that's full of descriptions. <laughs> Make sure I use it. Don't just let them see the visuals in front of them, but explain even more than what they can see. So, um, you know, you had, I had to find that fine line between the two because beforehand, only times you guys saw a map was when there was a battle about to happen. But this, I was building entire towns and shops and everything you could go to. So it changed things a little. I had to, I had to switch back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you men mentioning that. That's interesting. It would be interesting to, to hear from other DMs who um, are, are seasoned as well and, and see if it would affect them that way. As opposed to new DMs who, you know, the one more multiverse, maybe the first VTT they check out. And uh, so I'd like to know if, if they liked it or not. So you guys will have to give us a shout and let us know what you think. Yeah, leave us a comment. Check out all, our, all of our socials. You can also go to cryptoknowledge.com. You can always find us there. Um, our episodes are posted there. We have additional blog posts that Ash and I write, too, that go along with some other things we talk about. So definitely check us out there, cryptoknowledge.com. Um, but you mentioned earlier the cinematic mode, mm -hmm. which is a fantastic feature. They're still kind of fleshing out. But along with pausing the game, it gives camera control to the DM. So I can, wherever I move my camera, all the players see exactly what I'm seeing. So if I want to point out a special event or a person or whatever I want to, to draw your attention to, I can do that. Uh, you can also set up these little background conversations. So you can throw up uh, whatever kind of scene, say you're in a bar or that Western fight happened in a barn. So we threw up a background of a barn image. And then you can stage your players and NPCs along the bottom and they get bigger and they, they look like they're talking to each other. And you can have a conversation. You know, If you want to do your RP with that in the background, it's a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah, it reminds me of like an anime cutscene. You know, like it's it's great. It's a really nice way to, to transition into uh, to focus on the RP because uh, then you're not distracted with trying to look around the map or or you know, oh, what's what's behind that door and you know, poking around <laughs> at, at things. So I love the cinematic mode. I think it's very cool. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of old school eight bit RPGs where you know you had the text across the bottom yes. and your protagonist his picture would pop up on the left side and then the background <laughs> you're talking to would pop yeah. up on the right side. And it looked like they were having a conversation back and forth. And it's it's very reminiscent of that, which I love old school RPGs. So it, it definitely definitely brought me back on that. But uh, but then all you have to do is just unpause and everything goes back. You can start your combat or whatever else you need to. So it's it's a nice little thing. Speaking of combat in OMM, does it have uh, how? What's it like using that as a DM? Do you enjoy that? 
I, so I enjoy almost everything about it. It's hard to come up with some some negatives because they are changing it constantly. You know, anything that and they're very responsive to their community. Anything that we suggest gets changed pretty quickly. But I, there are a couple of small little things that I would suggest. Still, one is the initiative tracker running combat. It's it's fine. I guess <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, it was not intuitive as far as if I needed to move someone around in the initiative order. Mm. Um, it just didn't feel intuitive to use. There are others out there that are easy. Uh, there's a whole combat tracker, um, which I think we have listed in our tools section on uh, cryptoknowledge.com. That is just a separate thing. And there's also a really good one in D&D Beyond. So we just kind of stuck with what we knew instead of using it. Um, again, it functioned fine, and I think it actually pauses everyone from moving except whoever's turn it is in the initiative. So that's mm -hmm. a neat feature. And I know they have said in their roadmap they eventually are trying to get it worked out to where you take your character, you click on who you're attacking, and it does all the animation. It does all the, if you're using oh, their character sheets, gosh. it does the the hp stuff automatically yeah. so if you you hit it for 10 points it's going to take 10 off the monster automatically so i know that's on their roadmap to do and at that point obviously it will be much improved but in its current state right now it's kind of a eh, it's there but i didn't like it that much um the other thing too that i still need some work and i know they're working on is that cinematic mode because when you stage up your characters they all just kind of get thrown down to the bottom left and all you can do is turn them which way they're facing left or right. You mm. can't really spread them out. Sometimes they get all jumbled together. So it's got some work to do, but the the functionality and the vision in the future of it, both of those I think are going to be just fantastic pieces that add to one more multiverse when it's done. Yeah, given that this is just in, in beta mode, I cannot see, or I cannot wait to see <laughs> what else they come up with because this feels to me like um, a... VTT that's been designed by players for players, specifically by tabletop players, but also video game players. So uh, definitely my kind of people. I very, very much enjoyed it. It's so thoughtful, the way that it's been created. You can tell it's just done with a lot of thought, a lot of love. Yeah, it's 100% a a player's design game, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a throwback and homage to those old-school 8-bit RPGs and it's fantastic. Again, it may not suit your visual style, and and if that's what's keeping you from it, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's worth giving a shot, uh, just for all the cool little features and, and all the things they're adding in as they go. And join the community too. You can join their Discord server. It's uh, it's a fantastic community. They actually they're always asking opinions and listening to what's happening. So give it a shot, and you come back and thank us later. <laughs> So the second word we're going to talk about today is called Above VTT. Um, it's a simple Chrome extension or even a, a Firefox extension now as well. But I'm really pumped because I think, Ash, you're going to use it pretty soon for some one-shots, right? I am. I am just counting down the days, waiting for the release of uh, Journey Through Radiant Citadel because I am so excited um, to run one of the uh, adventures that come in that. And when we do, we will be using above VTT because oh, you guys, I'm so excited. It perfectly integrates with D&D Beyond. And so because I purchased uh, the, the pre-release of Journey, the Radiant, set it all. That is a mouthful. They really need to. Uh, <laughs> it is a long one. They need to cut it out. They need to take a note from Disney. Just like Just call it Journey. Radiant Citadel. 
yeah, yeah or, just, or just, journey. Just yeah, like one, one word would be great. No, just so um, <laughs> everything because I purchased that. If I were to you know use it in above VTP, everything that I bought in there is going to be available in above VTP. Um, so the integration is just phenomenal. So so great. I can't I can't wait to use it. Yeah. So. Um that's that's the bit that's it we're done talking about it there you go it's integrated it's done that's I feel the like end that should have been the last paragraph <laughs> but no it's the it's the exciting part i mean i teased at the end of the last episode that it might be the perfect vtt so i mean you know you gotta you gotta come with the thunder when you're trying to to claim that right um but it it's so simple to use too and it's and it's something I can't believe that it's taken this long for people to really do and to integrate it with D&D Beyond like that. Uh, but it's very simple. You you get the extension. It's free. So <laughs> you're not paying anything for it. Um, you just log into D&D Beyond like you normally do. And when you go to your campaign, if you're a player, there's a new button right beside your character's name. Or if you're DM at the top, there's another button. And all it simply says is join above VTT. Yep. You click on that, it opens up another page, and you're right there in the virtual tabletop. Um, and like Ash said, anything you've purchased, any uh, maps, any um, tokens, anything like that are automatically imported, and you can use them however you want to. Your character sheet from D&D Beyond, it's all right there in the VTT. Um, anything that's on your character sheet is shareable within the chat of of above VTT, um, it's very, very smoothly integrated, very intuitive. It's like they took all of the things that I love about Roll20 and kept that, and then took all the things that I hate about Roll20 and fixed them. Um, it's excellent. I'm, yeah. I'm like nerve. It's so good. I'm, a, I'm afraid because um, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's going to get messed up or taken or, or something. We talked previously about, you know, the uh, D&D Beyond is supposed to be, has teased or has said, I guess, that they're yeah. working on a their own virtual tabletop. And I'm like, uh, you know, hey, dudes, I think it's done. I think it's here. And I think it's called Above VTT. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think Hasbro is uh, warming up those pockets to start <laughs> dumping some money out, you know. Um, but it, it really... I really don't know what else you need in a virtual tabletop. Um, you, you know, it's very simple. Um, you talked about being able to get to your character sheet. It's not even there all the time. You just simply right-click your character, right. and yeah. you can open it up. Any changes you make automatically happen on your character sheet and D&D Beyond, and then you close it out when your turn is over, when your round is over. And your screen is back to normal. So we, mm -hmm. we've talked a couple of times now about premium screen space. Yep. And the way this functions, the clean UI it has, and the ability to do that, open the sheet, close it right back, it just makes sense. Again, I don't know why it's taking so long for people to figure this out. I don't know if, if D&D Beyond hit their API codes in the background and wouldn't share them with anybody <laughs> until now. I don't know why it took so long, but this this is it. This is, uh, like I say, we haven't. We haven't fully tried it. We've messed around in it. But we will come back and we will discuss this after Ash does her one shots for sure because I am I am as excited as she is for the possibilities. Absolutely. Whereas we just said uh, one more multiverse feels like a, a VTT made for players by players. This above VTT is a, a uh, virtual tabletop made by DMs for DMs. You can just tell that the person, the people behind this uh, 
we're making it from a DM's perspective and oh, I just, I just love it. It did remind me a lot as far as intuitive use, um, as what like astral mm -hmm. was, um, which I loved, but it got too crowded too fast. So that, that came down to, to screen space for me. I, it was overwhelming. It felt like my screen was being spammed, um, above VTT fixes all that. So it keeps that intuitive user use. It's not clunky. It's very easy. You can just look at every icon, look at every button and know exactly what it does um, upon first looking at it. It's so smooth, so beautiful. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was this close to buying it, the physical book off of Amazon. That's like, you know what? No, I want. I would like to have all that already in my D&D Beyond. And I'm so, so glad I, I did because it'll all just be able to transfer so easily and I cannot wait. Talk about cutting down on prep. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah, it, goodness. I'm so excited. It's, it's huge for a DM. If you're running modules and, and the basic things like that, it that, there is no prep time. You just have to read through the module to make sure you understand where the players are going. But everything else is done for you. It, it's got the maps, the tokens, the encounters are already there. So you simply click on the encounter and it has all the tokens in it. You just drag them out. And, and put them on the board, and, and you're good to go. There is zero real prep work that needs to be done. Otherwise, you know, you, you take an encounter that I have to do now, even if it's a module, I have to find the map that, that fits. I have to make sure I have everything done. So it's it can be 30 minutes to an hour of, of game prep just to get a map ready, where this is cutting all of that out. Yep. I think you so, had played around to about... Um, adding maps to it right and that was a pretty simple process yeah yeah so even a homebrew like ours you can add your own maps you can add your own music your tokens everything uh, and we do use the encounter builder in dnd beyond so it's still you know everything i do own in dnd beyond it still puts the tokens and the encounters in there for me even though it's it's homebrew stuff i'm creating but there's there's maps uh and i <laughs> I should remember how to say this guy's name, but I don't. There's a map maker, and we'll put it in the notes, um, and we'll link to him because he makes some fantastic maps. But there's a map maker out there that I've used his maps in our home games many, many times. It's just built in to above VTT. So when you when you click on the map section at the top, there's a drop down for two or three different other ones. There's those two minute maps that you can find everywhere. His maps are in there, so it, it already adds a lot of maps for you to use as as is. Uh, but we've also talked about premium storage space. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you have to pay to get the storage space. Uh, this doesn't need storage space at all because everything's either through D&D Beyond or if you're loading up maps that aren't even in there, you're linking to them on their web page, wherever they are. Mm. So you're just getting the link to them, you're dropping it in, and the map shows up on your screen. So you don't so have to worry cool. about storage space. Yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. It, like I said, this has just been thought of so, you know, thought through so thoroughly. Even something as far as um, you can you can pick up your character and move it, and it will measure your character's movement. Guys, listen to me. It will measure your character's <laughs> movement <laughs> as you move it. So you're like, pick it up. I have 30 feet of movement. Okay, where do I want to go? 30 feet. Bam. You don't have to first measure it and then think, mm -hmm. okay, wait, which, which tile is <laughs> Right, which square Wait, did I stop no, on? Okay, let me do it. Wait, and then counting on screen. I can't tell you how many times I've spent doing that. I don't have whatever you need in your brain to just remember a spot on a screen. I, <laughs> like, was giddy when I saw that feature. It's the simple, small things that just make all the difference and give you 
the fewer, fewest amount of road bumps that you can have for the smoothest gameplay possible. Yeah, the quality of life improvements uh, from most other virtual tabletops are, are huge here. Um, so you, you, like I said, you got the ruler. It has an intuitive uh, grid control system. Uh, I hate maps that already have grids on them. Please, map makers, stop that. Just give me a, a gridless <laughs> map. That's all I want. Uh, but if you do have one with a grid that's a weird pattern, it's pretty simple. You drop it in, and then you pick two diagonal points on that map. So you click on the grid point here and a grid point down below it diagonally, and it measures that grid and intuitively knows, okay, this is the size of the grid, and grids you up. Incredible. It's great. I've spent so many hours wondering how many pixels wide the grid is. <laughs> and if it's not the standard 70 by 70 stuff, then you got to spend a lot of time trying to just make it fit. And that's mm. frustrating a lot of times. So I don't simply, do I just give up and go find a new image. <laughs> right. I've done it. I've done it. I've also thrown up a map and its grid be different than the grid that's on the VTT. And I just tell you all to suck it up. Yep. Basically, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not messing with this. Sorry. So like, that's fine. We're fine. It's all good. Uh, yeah, but little things like that. <clears throat> you still have the ability to draw on the map like most virtual tabletops. They also have a, a area of effect, a little token thing that you can drop down so you can pick a cone or a, a circle or whatever your area of effect spell is. And you can drop it on there to see if you're going to hit what you need to. So you can put it and move it around even. So it's it's just those small little things that, like you said, it you can tell that the people making this have in DMs and they mm -hmm. feel the pain that we all feel at other virtual tabletops. Yep. Absolutely. I'm oh, I'm excited. Now just, you know, above VTT, if you uh, guys hear this, just invest in server space, please, so that when we you inevitably get inevitably get inundated. Goodness. It's a lot of in Why did I pick those words? words? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running this show? Okay. So <laughs> not me. <laughs> When this VTT takes off as it is just, it's bound to just get that server space so that we don't crash it when we're all online playing our games. Yeah, that, that has been a problem with some other VTTs that we've talked about. They just, and it's, and it's hard to figure out how bad you're going to be hit sometimes. You just don't know how many people are going to be on at a time. So it, it, some features and other VTTs have taken hits because of it. Um, now, above VTT does have a camera system in it. So you can have video and audio. We didn't get to really test that out completely. The video looked pretty clean and crisp yep. when we looked at it, um, but we didn't try that out too terribly much. So it is an option in there. I just, I never trust that system built into any VTTs. I know it's nice. And, and we talk about, again, screen space. It's at a premium that is nice to not have to switch between screens to see who you're talking with. But it's just so many opportunities for it to fail i never trust it really yeah it that is a when you do try it and, and have it all in one as much as we love all in one um you know you gotta decide where you're gonna trim the trim the lag mm -hmm. and uh you know we always choose to, to trim that from first and foremost because we don't want you know lag so you, we're, we're pretty happy using discord and and bouncing back and forth that's what we have to do in order to have uh you know a smooth play yeah, but if any of you guys out there have tried it or are going to give it a try, 
shoot us a note, get on our socials, or go to our website at cryptoknowledge.com and just let us know how it worked for you guys because we're, you know, we're always open to looking for it. We're just comfortable with Discord, and it's worked well for us. No reason to really change things right now, but if it might integrate well. If you can cut everything down because now you're not having to switch between D&D Beyond and your virtual tabletop. It's all there in one. Right. Now, if you can knock out having to switch between Discord and your virtual tabletop, then, hey, you know. It might help out a lot of people. Maybe we will give it a shot for our one shot. You know, maybe maybe yeah. we'll just all in. I'm good with it. We happens. got new players. Yeah, we got new players coming in, so it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be a bad idea. One less step for the new players to have to do to join yeah, a Discord yeah, server. Exactly. I'm gonna think about that. I might just say that's it. Everybody, cameras on. Lights, action. Let's go. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, I appreciate everyone coming and listening and talk. let's talk about some virtual tabletops. We will do some more in the future as we continue through this series. Uh, but next episode, we'll be talking about the best level to start your campaign out. Is there really one that's better than others? And yes. some other... <laughs> yes, we have strong <laughs> opinions. But, you know, we're also open to debate, mostly. Um, but yes, there is a best level to start at. And it kind of yes. depends on your experience with the game. But we'll discuss that next time on the Crypt of Knowledge.